And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think. <laughs> David K. Montoya, S.A.D. Burbank Podcast. Or S.A.D. Burbank, David K. Montoya Podcast. <laughs> the game plan, yeah. The, uh, the show. Don't make it up. Let's actually make some. <laughs> and see, I came up with more... Not what we know, because we don't know shit. We're going to break to tr- tradition. I can't even say it, let alone break it. And I want to read something to you before we begin. This is from a listener. I've been a listener for almost a year now, and I think it's so cool that a fairly popular podcast is coming out of the city I was born and raised in. Though I live down the hill now, the high desert has always had a special place in my heart. I enjoy most of the shows that come out of the JZO Modcast Network, but what we think has been my favorite. I always thought it would be cool to meet you guys. Well, this weekend I went back home to visit family and to celebrate my brother's birthday. I ended up spending the night, had too much to drink to even attempt to drive back down the hill, and when I woke up that Sunday, I had such a headache, my brother and me decided to go to the store to get some coffee and Tylenol migraine. We cruised around the store, chatting it up. I don't get to see my brother that much because of where I live and work. We turned the aisle, and there was this huge dude, Mind you, I'm about five foot eight. Looking at medication, he was wearing a hospital uniform. He turned and looked at us and said, Good morning. Do you need to get where I'm at? <clears throat> we said no, that we were looking for something to help a hangover. Which, in return, he said cheerfully, More beer is the best thing for that, for a hangover. The three of us had a laugh and went back to looking for something for my headache. But I had this nagging feeling that I knew this guy. But I remembered someone the size of a, prof- I knew I would remember someone the size of a professional wrestler. But I knew I knew him because of his voice was so familiar. Then I realized who it was. I've never seen him in person, but listened to him every week. I cautiously asked him, by chance, are you David K. Montoya? He turned and looked at me a bit puzzled and said, yes. That's when the nerd boy came out in me. I introduced myself and said I was a fan of him and Sadie's podcast. Instantly, he came to life. We chatted it up for about 15 to 20 minutes. I asked him about when are you guys coming back on air, about the different movie projects, and a lot about celebrities and their issues. Surprisingly, though, not one curse word came out of his mouth. No, that's my (coughs) forte. He was very friendly and pleasant, thanked me for listening, and promised that he and Sadie would be back this week. Before he left, I had him do... It's Thursday night, so let's find out what the fuck we think. (laughs) I just wanted to share that with you. What a down-to-earth guy... And it was very cool to meet him in person, Ryan. And this is Ryan from Bloomington, California. Yes, in fact, I was. That's what I was going to tell I know, you. I know. I knew you were the minute you said that, and I thought no, because I had been. T- Ow! Ooh, the cat just bit my elbow. I had been toying with the idea of opening this way anyhow. So I thought, no, let's do that because I didn't want you to. I had. I didn't know about the uh, event until I got this email today. Oh, okay. Or was it yesterday? Wait a minute. 
September 22. What day is today? Today is the 23rd, I believe. Yeah, Monday, the 22. And when I got that podcast, I was laughing to myself, and Ernie was saying, what's what's funny? And I said, oh, it's a, just a podcast from a guy that actually bumped into Dave up in the drugstore. <laughs> And recognized your voice, which is awesome, I think. Well, especially because I was just getting off work. I was kind of groggy, mm. you know, and I, I was just, I was being friendly and, and I just, you know, I, I was kind of looking close to the medication I was looking for. Yeah. In yeah. fact, I was looking for the migraine medicine because of lacing. Mm. And I asked, you know, if, yeah, if you, you need, need to be there. where I am. Yeah. yeah. And we just started talking, and it was funny because I could see out of my peripheral, he was just standing there. He yeah. Was, I knew he wanted to ask me a question, Yeah. but he was kind of hesitant, and yeah. then he finally asked me. And That's really funny. But as soon as he said, David K. Montoya, I knew. Yeah, yeah. I knew because that's where, how yeah. you're known. Yeah. Well, it's funny because you and I have talked both on the podcast and on phone for years, but I don't know if I would necessarily recognize your voice like in person someplace if I just heard it and didn't see you because we also talk in person to one another right and it just sort of you just I just take it for granted you know that it's you so I don't know whether to me your voice is all that distinctive but apparently to the listeners it really is it's interesting because I didn't you know yeah, I was getting ready to leave and he's like can you do me a favor <laughs> I'm like yeah sure yeah. what's up and he's like, can you do the intro? I'm like, well, what is Right intro? there in the, in the drugstore, huh? Yeah. And uh, he's like, can you do the intro to what we think? And I started laughing. And, That's funny. And I said, yeah. And I mean, I didn't do it that loud. I was like, you yeah. Know, yeah. It's Thursday night, so let's find out what the fuck we think. I'm David K. Montoya. So. That is hilarious. Well, anyway, you are David K. Montoya. I am S. Sadie Burbank. And that we sort of did it backwards today, just because of that email of Ryan's from Bloomington, California. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks for listening and being such a loyal listener that you could recognize Dave's voice. And he was very in friendly. person. Very friendly. He seems like he would be. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's an out of sequence opening, opening, and an out of sequence email. Brown bag special, which we'll get to later. But. Yes. Um, so anyway, there but, we go. Yeah, that was that was kind of a fun experience. And you and, didn't use any cuss words. You know, I'm I'm not really. You don't. I'm the I'm the potty mouth. I don't, you don't swear, swear a no, lot. You really don't. No. Unless you get me started on something that aggravates me, but most of the time, especially, and you have to think about this too, is. I was still in uniform, you know, in the scrubs, so yeah. I, I have to yeah, present myself sort in a professional of different. manner. It's sort of different, yes. I know. Me, I'm not in anything. So. <laughs> well, I am, but I mean, I'm not I'm not having to represent <clears throat> anybody. Um, so, here's some email, well, not emails, but I, I had some tweets this last couple weeks. No, we're, we have not pod faded. We are still here. Uh, Sadie and I have been really busy uh, just working on things. So we had to take a hiatus from the podcast. Uh, we're working on several different projects going on right now. One in particular, in fact, I, I talked to a producer um, and it's a he was a quote unquote producer. 
Yeah. Mm. A and, real. <laughs> in fact, he was he was the former president of Sony Picture Producer. Mm. Um, though he he was not interested in the actual project. He did steer me some interesting information about Good. you know about the Mongers project. Um, for him, it was a little too on the. If I, I know this sounds weird, but this is how it works, I guess. If I would have went to him and said, "I need four million dollars," mm-hmm. he would have been more interested than me going to him and saying, "I need two hundred fifty thousand dollars." Really? Interesting. Because for him, for his time, for his investment. A four million dollar investment is more worthwhile in return mm. than a two hundred fifty thousand dollars because, mm. regardless of what the the cost number is, he still gets the same return percentage return. Ah, okay. So he wants a bigger return, right? And he, he has to do the same exact stuff right. as if he right. were doing something right. for cheap or for right. expensive. That makes sense. Good, and good uh, business sense. Yeah. You know, we talked, um, and I told him. I said, you know what? I'm a big boy. I've been rejected many, many times on a professional <laughs> level. You can shoot me down. You can tell me this shit sucks, and I, I'm not a problem. Okay. That wasn't the case. Oh, cool. It was just, okay. uh, a, you know, something. Wasn't on, a big enough project for right. his interest. And see, for me, realistically, I'm trying to approach this as realistic as possible. If I, if I were somehow miraculously got my hands on $4 million, I would be so intimidated by that number mm. that I don't think I could put together the project the way I see it in my head. I'd be mm. more concerned mm. about returns than anything mm. else. Mm. Um, in fact, $250,000, which was a term that he used, I actually asked for a lot, lot less, mm. um, would still kind of be intimidating to me. Mm-hmm. But what I'm asking for, the base range number, I, I'm comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't it sort of the same concept as, you know, the old saying of of the job fills the work time allotted for it? Yes. Isn't it sort of the same concept? It is. It is exactly the same concept. So, and also, while we've been gone, somebody had a birthday. (laughs) Yes, somebody did. Oh. Man. I was actually planning on a birthday special, but it just didn't happen, <laughs> so... Well, that's just as well. It, I'd actually... It's so funny, because my youngest son said, Mom, are you really... Are you 74 or are you 75? And I said, well, I'm 74. And he says, well, I wasn't sure, because you've been saying you're 74 for the last six months. And I said, well, I do that. <laughs> that's what I do. Like, six months before I'm going to change or have a birthday, I start saying I'm that age anyhow, so it's not such a horrible shock Right. when I actually become that age. So far, that's been working. But I said, no, if I was going to be three-quarters of a century old, I'd be telling you that's what I was. But no, I'm not. Uh, I'm only 74. And if someone, if anybody follows us, has been following us since Wynn and Burbank, this has been an ongoing topic for almost a year and a half, almost two years now. What, my age? No, somebody also retired. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My husband, thank God, has finally stepped down, as he likes to put it. He hates the R word. (laughs) But he has 
and and that's I mean they had a retirement party and he got retirement cake and we got little candles that say happy retirement. That's cute. Yeah, and stuff like that. And he got a hat that says happy retirement. And it's got all kinds of doodads hanging off of it. And they had a whole like party and everything. And I came. We took pictures. It was great fun. But what he's done is he's told his boss he will do per diem work. Okay. Which means once a month they can call, and if he wants to take the shift, he'll take it. And if he doesn't, he won't. Okay. And if they like that, fine. And if they don't, oh well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> so in essence, he has yes, he has retired. And so far, it's just been kind of like having a week or two off. I mean, it's only been a little over a week that right. this, that, it hap- that it happened. So he hasn't really had a chance to feel retired. Right. You know, yeah. But I told him, I said, does it bo- bother you that I go, I'm so excited you retired? You know, and he goes, no, it's okay. Because I said, well, I don't want to irritate you or anything. But I'm so excited that you're home all the time. Because <laughs> it really is cool. So. No, we're good. Okay. My birthday, I was going to tell you one of the... One of the things that Bob, my son, asked me was, you know, how how did I feel about being 74? Uh-huh. And it made me think, and I wanted to share it with you, that, you know, I'm a big fan of Turner classic movies. Yes. TCM. I'm a huge fan. And one of the reasons that I like it is because we get to watch a lot of movies that were made... About the time I was born or even before. Right. So for me, it sort of gives me some more insight into how my parents were thinking. Right. In those years. What their, um, enjoyments were, what they did for fun, what they, you know, what, just more about their lives. Right. Even though they were, they were not movie stars or anything like that, but those, a lot of those old movies, even though they're movies, sort of give you an insight to our culture in that time frame. So I enjoy that. But more and more lately, I've been noticing there's not been what I would call so many old movies on Turner. And I have come up with this thing. This is how you know you're getting old. Okay. Okay. When movies like My Left Foot, Field of Dreams, and The Crying Game are shown on Turner Classic <laughs> then you know you're getting old. Okay? That, I'm, all three of those have been on Turner. Really? Yes. Now, I'm sorry, but they weren't, they're not, they're not that old. <laughs> to me, those movies are not that old. Well, no, because I went, I was at the theater. But they're considered classics, right. I guess. I'm, I'm telling myself that that's the reason they were on, was because they're considered classics, not necessarily old. Gotcha. Classics. That's what I tell myself, anyway. <laughs> it was kind of depressing. I went, my, my left foot? And then the crying game? I mean, come on, the crying game's not that old a movie. No. I mean, not really. No, because I went to the movie theater with my parents to see it. That and Field of Dreams. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of 
It kind of is depressing in a way. You look so cute today. You do. You look cute today. You got a cute little smile going on for you. He had a good day today. He you know, shows. It shows. He looks really good. That was uh, Dave's son that just went by. Anyway, um, so yeah, when you see, you know, what are supposed to be old movies that are movies that, that we went to the theater and paid cash to see, then that's kind of that's kind of scary. Right. But other than that, do I feel old? Uh, no, I'm a little more tired, more easily tired than I have been last year. I've, I've noticed that. Uh, I don't walk as well as I did last year. You know, I mean, my doctor last visit said, you know, are you still cooking meals and cleaning house? And I go, yeah. If I don't do it, who the hell is? You know? Right. I thought that was an odd question. But... Typically, people don't think, when they look at me, they do not think I am the age that I am. Right. We were just at a birthday party last week, and the people that live across the street from us, we hadn't spent a whole lot of time visiting with them in the past, and so we were talking with them at the party, and uh, my birthday came up, you know, and I said how old I was, and this guy's jaw dropped, and he said, I put you at 65 tops. Tops, and he said, "That's even just pushing it, you know." And I said, "Well, that's really nice, thank you." <laughs> but people don't recognize that I'm as old as I am, and that's good. I like that, not necessarily because of how I look, but it helps me helps me feel young. And because inside, I know you hear people say this all the time, but inside, I still feel like I'm 18 years old. You know, and you, and it really is a thing of you go to the mirror and you look and you go, who the fuck is that old lady? You know, cause damn, I'm 18. You know, I mean, truly, that's how you feel. That's how I feel. Even when I'm feeling extra tired or worn out or beat up, like when we went to the fair, the LA County fair uh-huh. last, last, uh, Saturday. And for six hours, we walked around. And i got to tell you, the next two days were very difficult for me. Because a lot of that walking was up and down these little hills that they have in this one part of the, of the fairgrounds. We went to see these lantern things or whatever the hell. And it was a lot of up and down hills. And I don't do hills all that well. Because as you know, I have both knees replaced. Right. So my hill walking thing is not so hot. And my hips were aching for two days after. That's not so wonderful. But in spite of that, I still mentally feel like I'm a kid. And I hope I always feel that way. You know. I hope that you set as an example, and I honestly think you do, to to people your age, is, is that it's all mindset. If, if you approach it... And, uh, you know. Well, if you don't... If you don't let... If you don't let the negative creep in. I mean, yes, I'm trinkly. I'm heavier than I should be. Um, I sag here and there. You know, um, my tits have given up years ago. <laughs> They're still there, but, oh, there they are down there. You know, that kind of thing. But if you don't let that get to you, because that happens to us all. I'm sorry, girls. <laughs> all of you young honeys out there with your little perky boobies. Brace yourselves, because you better develop something more. you got to get something more going for yourself, because your tits will sag one day, too. And you, you really kind of 
<clears throat> you really kind of have to develop a love for life. Right. If you love life, you'll feel young. Because that's what love, to me, that's what loving life is, is, is the discovery, the sense of discovery. Even with something I've seen a billions times before, like a sunset or a sunrise or a flower or a bird or whatever the hell, it, it, it's, you have to find the joy in it for yourself. Just for yourself, for nobody else, but just yourself. I mean, yeah, it's nice if somebody else is there to go, yeah, that's a cool flower, or isn't that bird cute, or whatever. But even if they're not there, just for yourself. And as long as you have that, I think, you'll feel young till the day you die. However not young you are. <laughs> so there. There you go. There you go. So, yeah, I had another birthday. <laughs> Oh, well. All right, kids. We get together each and every week, and we find out what hap- what is going on in our Twitter feed. Yes, what is going on in Twitter, Grandma? And we call this our Twitter tweets. Twitter tweets. Now, last week... You, you should have one of those little birds that goes... You know those little... Remember those little birds you put water in, and you blow in them, and they go... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should have one of those for Twitter tweets. That's a good idea. <clears throat> I know, but where can you get one? Do they even make them anymore? We'll have to Google it. I'll have, I, was gonna say, I haven't seen one in years. <laughs> I know. Wouldn't that be fun? No, Twitter tweets. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> last week, even though we didn't record, oh. uh, there was actually a, a drop in listeners. And I think I told you this. Uh, there was like a hundred and something people just dropped the, the feed. And that's because, unfortunately, you know, what we think is not the only podcast that has been running late or hasn't been coming out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've, I'm involved with other podcasts, so if if something happens with what we think, that means it's more likely to happen with everything else. Right. We had a drop. Right. But yeah. we had another insurgent of uh, listeners that follow us now. And as of right now, we have a total of 1,455 listeners. Tweeters. That follow us on Twitter. That's very good. That's very good. And that's even after That's even the after the drop. Yes. Awesome. Thank you for Twittering, tweeting, whatever it is. <clears throat> I can't do it because I don't have, a, I don't have a, a smartphone. All I have is a plain old flip open Motorola emergency purposes telephone. In Cell phone. In fact, as we're speaking, um, I like this name. Pure BS Podcast <laughs> is the last one to follow us. So that's another podcaster? Yes. Cool. We have quite a few podcasts that follow us. Oh, yeah? Yes. Huh. Uh, I'm surprised. <clears throat> okay, kids. Let's go ahead and jump into this. Each and every week we get together, we find out what you, the listeners, have to say, good, bad, or indifferent. <laughs> and we call this segment the Email Brown Bag Special. Ta-da! Okay, well, we had the first one that was out of sequence from Ryan. Yes, thank in you, Bloomington, Ryan. California. It was very nice. To Actually, meet you. he does include his last name, and it doesn't say "don't say it," so I will. It's Ryan Sullivan. Okay. From Bloomington, California. Thank it you, was Ryan. Very nice to meet you. Yeah, that was really cool, huh? He didn't he? I wonder if he'd have recognized my voice. Do I have a distinctive voice? I think you have more of a distinct voice than I do. Yes. See, I'm just the opposite. I think you do more than I. <clears throat> What's wrong with my voice today, by the way? Anyway, here's one from Jeff 
Pierpont in Portland, Oregon. Okay. <laughs> okay, this came in actually because we've missed a few here. This came in on August the 28th. Okay. Anyone else think that the worst part of the Bieber clip was that he never mentioned ALS, which is the point to raise awareness. I don't even like the whole fad, which started a while ago with a different illness. Oh, and Aaron was funny whenever he opened his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. Aaron would appreciate that. So, I don't know, did anybody else notice that he never mentioned? We were so concentrating on the fact that he didn't have any ice in his ice water. Right. That it was difficult to, you know. To be honest with you, I didn't notice. I didn't didn't, notice that he even did that or not. I I, I didn't notice. Did you see my ALS ice bucket challenge? I did see your challenge, yes. And, and, And didn't Eric do one too? No. Who was? Who else was on there? Russo did one. Who? Russo, Alan Russo. Oh, maybe that's who I saw on Facebook. Uh huh. Yeah, that was it. That was it. So, gee, Jeff, no, I didn't notice. No, we but were. But then I rarely notice anything about the bee. I gotta tell you, I'm sorry. Well, like you said, we were focusing on the fact that there was—it was just a bucket of water. There was no ice in it at all. Didn't seem to be. No, I saw. Uh, you know, I'm a big America's Got Talent fan, mm-hmm. and Mel B did an ice bucket challenge on the show one day, and geez, hers was like all ice. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Man, she really did it. She did good. Okay, here is one, also came in August 28th from Al, oh, I'm sorry, not Al, A.J. Meltzer in Jersey City, New Jersey. I have listened to many podcasts trying to give many of them a fair shake. But almost all of them don't really make me laugh at all. You guys have consistently made me laugh over the past year or so. I've listened to all of the back episodes, even when in Burbank. Actually, he says when and Burbank, but that's okay. Uh, With that said, though, and though I totally agree with what Sadie said, I think you should just skip over serious news topics. I think Sadie missed the point of the article that Kevin Sobo is a racist and uncaring piece of shit. The Ferguson riots were depressing and nothing funny could come out of it. But I will say that the part about people waxing their balls and pus was fucking hysterical. I laughed and laughed. And did you notice for a 20-something-year-old how saggy her... Oh, he's saying puss, not pus. He meant puss. Okay. I read pus. Did you notice how saggy her puss and asshole were? Well, that's what I think. Thanks, AJ. So, okay, let's go back up here now. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm trying to think I of missed the point. Yes, I, I sort of did miss, because when I read this, I was thinking about what he was talking about. And yes, I did miss the point that Kevin Sobo is a racist, because frankly, I don't even know who Kevin Sobo is. Um, and, and I was more... I think I was more focusing on what had been going on with the riots than this particular individual's comments right. that had been made. So, yeah, you're right. I missed that altogether. Um, and then he, he said that the part about people waxing their balls and 
puss is what he's talking about was fucking hysterical. Did we talk about people waxing their Yeah, balls? we did. Okay, well, see, in one ear and out the other. It's um, been about two, three weeks. And now. I didn't notice that anything was sagging, but then we couldn't see it because it was blocked. Right. Um, no, honestly, I didn't notice it either. I didn't. Well, evidently, he can compare it to previous exposures of some sort or other that he's been privy to because he noticed it was sagging. So, good for you. No, we didn't notice. <laughs> okay, AJ from Jersey City. Thank you. And let's see, next, also, uh, oh, this is August 29, from Joseph Morrison, Richfield, Utah. Sadie and Dave, I love this podcast. You two have a unique chemistry that works. You guys say what everyone wishes we were smart enough to be thinking. <laughs> to be thinking. Arcane references that unlock the secrets of the universe. Intelligent, cynical, and all that lovely profanity. <laughs> Keep it up. Sincerely, Joseph Morrison. Well, that sort of answers one question. What's that? Because I, I, sometimes I think, you know, this podcast is sort of a, an excuse for me to vent. Right. Which is one reason that I use all my favorite words a lot. And I thought, well, maybe it's not really fair to subject the whole world. Well, not that the whole world is listening, but to subject the world to my potty mouth, you know, just because I can get away with it, you know, because I, I can't, like, I can't talk right, like this in front of my grandchildren, right. you know, and in front of your kids when they're old enough to pay attention. And I, and I honestly, I don't talk like this all that much, even at home. Well, sometimes I do, because Ernie, Ernie has a little bit of a potty mouth, too. And we'll sit and, and swear at TV and stuff like that <laughs> together, you know. A fucking asshole, what the fuck is he thinking? You know, stuff like that at the movie that we watch or whatever. Um, so I, I sometimes think, well, maybe I ought to, you know, slack it back a little bit because I can actually carry on a conversation without the F word or the S word. Well, I prefer not, but I mean, I can. Right. Okay. So I thought, well, maybe I should. But then he says all that lovely profanity. Keep it up. So I'm going with Joseph. And if anybody doesn't like all the profanity. Don't listen to our show. Well, I was going to say, that's why God invented opposing thumbs and knobs on radios. But I don't want to, I don't want to put people off. If they, if it's really a problem for them, you know, let me know. I may not change. But I'd be interested to know whether, you know, because I personally believe that most people, if they know the words, right. would be using them too at home. You know, it's when we get in the public or at church. Like, yeah, when was the last time I was in church? Okay, somebody died or got married, one or the other. But, you know, I figure... Everybody either does talk like I do or wants to, and they're too chicken. Right. Or they're afraid God's listening and they're going to damn them to hell or some shit like that. Um, and so I just don't think about it, you know, for me. I just don't. But um, there are a lot of people that are worried, you know, that, you know, somebody's listening and going to, you know, is writing it down, taking, taking points and names and all that. So I'm just, you know, idly curious. I probably won't change anything, but it'd be... <laughs> Interesting. Jay actually dropped the f bomb in front of me this time. Oh yeah, for the first time last yeah. week. Yeah. And I should kind of 
go and, and explain where my stance is with quote unquote bad language. I don't have a problem with bad language. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a society thing. It's, mm-hmm. you know, people in like Europe, they swear like sailors and it's, oh, yeah? it's completely acceptable. They have profanity on their TV. It's, oh, yeah? it's all, yeah. it's just. And nudism too. Yes. We're at it. Mm. But it's it's their society, it's their culture. Mm. And I just, words are words. Well, I think we do have an awful lot of uh, social mores in this country. That, <coughs> in fact, they've been doing a thing on uh, Turner lately about uh, the code pre-code movies uh-huh. and post-code movies. Do you know what those are? Yes. Okay. For those of you who do not, pre-code movies uh, were made before mid-1934. After that time, the... um, What the hell do they call it? The The MPAA? Yeah. Well, no, I mean the code itself. The um, anti-bad word, I guess, for want of a better term. I can't think right now. Code. It wasn't just words. It was behavior. You know, they went from showing skin to not. went from sleeping in the same bed to not right you know a whole lot of things that this this organi- organization meant to um, curtail certain activities in the movies they they actually started it because they were afraid if they didn't do it the government was going to step in and do it because there were a lot of of uh, religious organizations and people like that who were complaining that um the violence and sex and all that stuff in the movies was leading our youth. people and youth of the world down the bad road. Right. And so in order to circumvent the government stepping in and regulating the movies, they created their own group. Only it was like Frankenstein's monster because the group they created actually cut it worse than the government probably would have. So, right. so... Unfortunately, a lot of people my generation and younger have developed ways of thinking about morality based on stuff we've seen in the movies. And we, and that's where a lot of crazy women get their ideas about what wonderful husbands are supposed to look like and be like and behave like and all this kind of stuff is from the movies. Yes. You know, and same thing with the guys with the, the girls and all that kind of stuff. So, we have to realize that some of the stuff that we do or think, some of the ways we behave, is actually because of what we see in the movies. Yes. Especially the postcode movies. And um, so in, in a sense, the, 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 the freaks may have been right. Because, if I can get this said so that it makes sense. They were afraid that all the sex and violence was leading our kids astray. So when they eliminated that and put the sugar coating on it, that led them astray too, but in a different direction. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yes. So in a sense, they were right. It was leading them (laughs) along, which is not to say that because Jimmy Cagney went, you dirty rat, and pulled out his six guns and shot somebody, that all the kids were going to do that. But at the same time, there were behaviors learned in postcode movies that have stayed with us all these years oh, and yeah. they're still there 
which is one reason why people will say shit and then they'll go, oh, um, I didn't mean to say that word, you know. What the fuck? Why not? You know, you're not, word, you're not yeah. fucking in church for one thing. And right. if you were, yes, because yeah, you got to respect where you are. Okay. That's why I can't say shit, fuck, damn, and all those other good words in front of my granddaughters. Right. Not that they haven't heard them, but they rarely hear them coming out of grandma's mouth. So, you know, I try to give them a little respect, a little guidance, a little what I don't know, whatever. They get to the point when they want to say those words to, fine with me i got no problem with that their mom and dad might have but they're different right okay so i guess what i'm saying is um rethink why you feel the way you do about quote bad language bad behavior bad whatever right you know is it really what you think or is it what you've learned in the movies or somewhere else from somebody with a different motivation than really exists in your own life that's what i'm saying well as with Jaden, um what i i said is i i have no problem with him pessing i really don't yeah i said but it's disrespectful to me as your parent mm. when you get 18 years old mm-hmm. and you want to cuss in front of me that's a different story because mm-hmm. you're an adult mm-hmm. but I said right now you're still a minor mm-hmm. and you cussing in front of me is disrespectful to now, me now did he cuss you did he use the word against you no 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 or, no, no now why tell me why you feel it disrespects you ah, just the way I was taught okay fair enough fair enough <clears throat> and we were both brought up in super religious yeah. households, by the way. And and that's kind of the way... See, I, I look at language differently. You know, fuck shit, damn hell, whatever. They are all modifying words. That's all they are, mm-hmm, is modifying mm-hmm, words mm-hmm. to emphasize something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, to me, pretty much the same thing. You know, they they express better. It's like I go back to um, George Carlin's old thing about the word shit. If you listeners, if you haven't listened to George Carlin's dissertation on the word shit, try to find it. It's on YouTube. I, I was going to say is. it. I'm sure it's on YouTube. It's somewhere. And it's on Netflix too. And it's fucking hilarious. It is. And it really says how I feel about quote cuss words unquote. Because there just are some words that just don't say it. Right. Otherwise. But um, what had happened is, is Jay has a, uh, a coffee table, kind of like this one. Uh-huh. And he was getting up and he's spinning around and he hit his shin uh-huh. on the coffee table. Uh-huh. And instantly, it just he's like, oh, fuck. Uh-huh. You know. And he looked at me because he thought I was going to get upset at him. Uh-huh. I wasn't upset. Uh-huh. Number one, that was... That was it, it was instinct. It was mm-hmm. just something mm-hmm. that came out. I mm-hmm. would have done the same exact thing. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's why I say, why did it, why did it offend you? It didn't offend me. It honestly, it didn't. Offend but you me. told him it did. But there is, because I'm trying to teach him that there is a place for everything. There's some places like, 
You don't go to work, you don't go to school, and you don't cuss. That's just inappropriate. So I'm trying to teach him in that way. I think that's the same way that my parents did with me, is you teach, you start at home. You start, okay, this is inappropriate to teach, or, you know, to cuss in front of me. Hmm. And then you build on that foundation to say, okay, well, you know how, like, it's inappropriate to cuss in front of me? It's inappropriate to cuss at school. It's inappropriate to cuss here. Hmm. You know, that's that's hmm. kind of what the thing is. Oh, okay. But as far okay. as him actually swearing, it doesn't bug me at all. Okay. I just... I just was interested in the motivation behind your response to him. That's all. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. My grandma used to be that word that way about the word darn. Really? Yeah, I said darn it once when I was a kid, and she damn near killed me. You know, that's, they're swearing. Said, Darn's not a swear. She says, it is because it's not re- really meant to say. What you really meant to say was damn it. But you didn't. You said darn it. So with her, it wasn't the word you used, it was the mental motivation behind it. Interesting. It was the mental state behind it of using a cuss word. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would honestly like to find out who who created this, this stigma of bad language. Well, again, I think a lot of it does come from the pre-code or the post-code uh, communications through films. Although I've watched hundreds, literally, of pre-code movies, I've yet to see one where the F word was used uh-huh. or the word shit. A couple times, damn, a hell or two. That's pretty much it. Language and 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 inappropriate, or the assignment of the uh, word inappropriate to language. Um, I think that goes back even <coughs> a lot farther. Now, my grandmother, when she passed, was... Shit, that was back in 68 or 9, okay? And she was in her 70s when she passed. And and so that was considered a bad word a long, long time ago. Right. Just the word damn, you know. But I think a lot of it comes from religious... Training, you know, there's, you know, shall not take the Lord, the name of the Lord in vain. Right, right. You know, which is to say, you don't say Jesus Christ as a swear term, because, well, and there's even more religious things when you say the word Jesus, that's calling on the name Jesus. Right. And you don't do that um, because the concept of He's watching everyone in terms of caring for every living being you don't call on the name jesus unless you really fucking mean it because if you do you're taking his attention unnecessarily oh, okay. okay so that's kind of where that comes from <clears throat> and then um plus you can't condemn something or someone else in his name right you know that's inappropriate that's assuming a lot you know? that is like one of my big things is if you ever noticed, I don't say that. I don't either. It's and that for me, that's that's a lifelong, uh, not voodoo. What's the word? Taboo. Taboo. Yeah. A lifelong thing that was drummed into my skull from the time I could talk. Is you don't take the name of the Lord in vain. Period. Now I do sometimes, but I'm always conscious that I did. Like I'll right. say I'll say fuck a thousand times and never even realize I've said it. But I hardly ever say the word Christ or Jesus or Jesus Christ without thinking 
And I hardly ever say, God damn it. Uh-huh. I'll say, damn it. I'll say, damn it to hell. I'll say, damn it all to hell. <laughs> but I hardly ever say, God damn it. It's just ingrained in me from the time I could talk. Yeah. You don't do it. And and uh, Lace doesn't quite get that. She knows it's it's like the big no-no word, but it's purely religious. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's religiously motivated, you know. And I don't know how many people out there are going, "What the fuck are they talking about?" Yeah, I was going to say, you know. Uh and and this and it very well could be isolated to this country primarily, more so than other countries. And right. we know we have listeners around the world. So for boring you with this conversation, we're sorry. Consider it a cultural education. Yes. Well, that we're not done with the email. No, well, are we're we? not. No, we're not. I did sort of distract us. Okay, this one came in August 29 from Don Poole in Fremont, California. Okay. First complete show in weeks. Finally. Woohoo! Life is complete. That's his comment. That's it. (laughs) I guess he liked it. Okay. So he'll be real thrilled with this one because, well, pretty soon it's going to be a complete show. Uh, if we ever get out of the email brown bag, we're almost done. We got one more. Came in August 30th from Yvonne S. S like Sam. Okay. From address withheld. Hi, just a fast correction. I noticed while listening to episode 57, Dave said that Aaron was your guy's third guest, but he's wrong. Oh. Your first guest was Alan Russo. Right. In the first episode. Uh-huh. Then last October, Lacey Montoya was your second guest. Okay. Bob Miller was guest number three. And okay. Aaron was the fourth guest. I love the show. And a little happy face after that from Yvonne. So thank you for the correction. You are completely right. Yes, you are. Absolutely. We, we overlooked the fact that Lacey was, in fact, a guest on the show. Well, it gets kind of, well, especially during that time, because we were doing what we think and don't get it started. So yeah, it was kind yeah. of almost like a combined. Well, and Lacey does stop in from time to time with a comment, too. So it was kind of just something I think we just figure more than thinking of her as a guest. Right. We just think of her as dropping in from time to time. So there you go. That's right. it for the brown bag stuff. Email special. Yes, yeah. thank you for all that. We had a, a plethora. Had a great one. Great, yes. great bunch of them. Well, I told you on the phone we had some really good ones. Yes. I was excited about them. So. I, I, like I love getting those. You know, it's funny. Every time I see that that we have an email, uh-huh. it's always with great trepidation that I open it because I'm always like, I'm afraid I'm going to open it and they're going to say, you guys are so full of shit. But so far, no. So, Yay. I, I like the the very short and simple, you know, his life's complete. Woo-hoo. Yeah, that, woohoo! That's it. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. All right, kids, let's go ahead and move along. We're moving into what Sadie likes to call the semi-famous fucker who croaked, or the SFFWC, or saying goodbye. And today or this week is no different because this is mm. definitely a semi-famous fucker who croaked. Mm. Um. In fact, I, I was kind of eh on even hosting it because there was one. Uh, now, we all know Joan Rivers passed away. Right. But And Robin Williams before we really had a chance yeah. to do a podcast about that, too. And But I, we were behind on the, the Right. Point, and I, I right. felt it 
unnecessary and, and, old news. And, and Lauren McCall. Yes. Also. All in that same time frame. It was kind of sad. But anyway. Now, Polly Bergen's not an SFF. Old people know who she is. Well, I meant to our, our newer... Oh, well, younger people wouldn't possibly know who she was. Uh, Polly Bergen, who she... if Let's see. If you're my age or younger, if you know who she is, she's from. You would know her from the Desperate Housewives. And see, I didn't even know she was involved with that. Oh, really? No. Last time I remember was Bob Newhart show. Ah. Uh, that's that's what getting older do you for. <laughs> uh, according to this, it says that she launched her careers in the 1950s when she appeared in Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis flick. Yes. Uh, this is where I know her mainly from, is from Cape Fear. Yes, she was very good in that. Yes. Very good in Cape Fear. The first Cape Fear. Yes. The one with uh, Gregory Peck. Yes. Yes, she was excellent. And um, another one with Johnny Depp, which was, I actually think I have this movie in my personal collection. It's called Crybaby. I don't remember ever seeing that one. It's a musical. It's, really? It's pretty good, yeah. It takes place, it was like... It takes place in like the 1940s, 1950s, that era. Did he um, sing in it? Yes. Because see, the first time I ever knew he could sing was in in the Demon Barber of uh, Hoo Hoo. Oh, uh, shit! What's his name? Yeah, I have the movie. Oh, I do too. I love that movie. Sweeney Todd. Yes, I love the movie, and I love the singing in it, especially Johnny Depp's. That one duet that he does with the other guy in the barber chair where they're singing about the beautiful women. Yes. God, I love that. So um, good. But anyway. what he was is he was framed and he goes to jail. Hmm. And that was, when he was in jail, that's what hmm. he did was cry. So, you know, that's... I'll they, be darned. I have to, I'll have to get that one and watch it. I've never seen it. Um, hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, in fact, right there, there it says, it says that she played... Uh, in the movie Crybaby with Johnny Depp. Mrs. Vernon Williams. And, huh. of I'll course, like anything in our semi-famous fuckers who croak, we always have a video. So, oh. I pulled a video from, actually, her in Crybaby. Okay. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the annual RSVP talent show. Good afternoon, Mrs. Vernon Williams. First, I must apologize for my frazzled nerves. However, this afternoon we were attacked by a gang of juvenile delinquents. <laughs> it's all right. No one was injured. Juvenile delinquents are everywhere. Right here in this community. <laughs> Boys with long hair and tattoos spit <laughs> on the sidewalk. Girls who wear tight slacks. Hysterectomy pants, I call them. <laughs> and if one of these creatures ever approach you on the street, you are to silently repeat to yourself the four Bs you learned here at RSVP. And what are they, children? The four B's. Beauty, brains, breeding, bounty. Yes. And she did. I don't know if I could sit through that. 
Or not. Oh well. It's it's entertaining. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was entertaining. Hmm. See, that's so close to stuff I used to get fed as a kid. I'm not sure I would find that as entertaining as you maybe did. But anyway. Interesting. So, she was in Desperate Housewives, too. Yes. <laughs> so we say goodbye. Yeah. Bye-bye, Polly. All right, kids. Um, you're going to be surprised. Am because I? Yes. Because we always go, and, and sometimes we're lucky we find someone that helps. You know, a celebrity oh, that will help hand. out. Yes. yes. And sometimes we're not so lucky. Yeah, because there aren't too many. This is actually my first attempt. I found, I typed in, and I was like, I found this article right what'd you, away. What did you type in? Helping hand? Um, <laughs> celebrities that help people. Oh yeah. Yes. Cool. And I this, love Google. <laughs> <laughs> and this is actually our helping hand this week. Um, this comes from TMZ. TMZ really helped me out this week. Mm-hmm. Mike Tyson comes to the rescue after motorcycle crash victim. What do you do? Bite his ear off so he can get out of the motorcycle? <laughs> Believe One lousy mistake. And do they ever forget? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, Oh, well. Let's see. It says... Uh, I'm trying to think. I think it happened in Vegas. I just want to make sure... Uh, what happened is, as you can see, the motorcycle is all jacked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyson and his entourage was actually there on the scene. Mm. And Tyson was the first person to... Re- yeah, see, it was right here. It was in Las Vegas. Um, he was on his way to Las Vegas. Mm. And the cab... the guy. Okay, this is what happened. The guy was going down on the road motorcycle. A cab cut in front of Tyson, which then cut in front of the motorcycle. And this one. Boom! Hit the guy on the motorcycle. Cab kept on going. Um, Tyson and his entourage actually got out of the vehicle and and assisted the man. Oh, that was nice of him. Um, yeah. No, he didn't. Uh, he didn't beat the guy. He didn't take the guy's ear or anything <laughs> like that. It um, says he used a soothing voice. Uh, let's see. To calm the guy. Yes. That was good. Um, so, and I, I was kind of. It's it, cool that he realized that was what was needed. Yes. That's very cool. And it was one of those. I don't know because now I'm I'm a child of the '80s, so mm. when I think Mike Tyson, I think Iron Mike Tyson. I think him, you know, knocking out anybody from Larry Hagler to Larry Holmes to, you know, that. Rip off of Buster Douglas. That was just horrendous. That was all put on. There was no way Buster Douglas could have beat, unless Mike Tyson was so inebriated. Do you mean Marvin Hagler? What did I say? Larry. I meant Marvin. You know why I knew that difference? I have a picture of myself with him. Oh, really? Standing arm in arm in front of the campground that we managed back in Albuquerque a long time ago. And he signed it. Marvelous Marvin Hagler. I didn't even know who he was. The kids were all going, that's Marvin Hagler, that's Marvin. And I'm yes. like, who the fuck is that? And then I found out, so I went out and said, have your picture taken with me, and he did. Right on, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, my one claim to fame. <clears throat> but, um, anyway. and, and it's always funny because I, I think of Mike, Mike Tyson as this um, warrior, you know, this fighter. 
So hmm. to, to see him to respond and, and help out and be this week's helping hand. Yeah, know? I'm very surprised. I got to say because I, I I think of him. I tend to think of him unfairly as uh, you know just a, a robotic um, fighting fiend. Yes, and that's not fair to him. So this is it's nice to to bring this to the front so that people can see that including me that that he's got another side to him. Yes. So this week is Iron Mike Tyson. He's our healthy boy. Good job. Good job. And now a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18, but with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past to relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jaysamon.com.
All right. Now, this is going to be fun. Um, <laughs> now we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of the show. This is our headline news. Uh, let's see. Where do we start this week? Um, do you know anything about Honey Boo Boo? Oh, a little bit. Honey Boo Boo. Okay, here's my take on Honey Boo Boo. Honey okay. Boo Boo somebody's spoiled brat. Uh-huh. Uh, that they thought was so cute that the whole world would think it was cute, and so they put it on television. And apparently, somebody does think it's cute because she's still on television. Which I is guess. unbelievable. Because yeah, to me <clears throat> it is, but you know, I don't find that sort of thing not cute. But hey, I actually I haven't ever watched Honey Boo Boo. Just the concept of it is enough irritating enough that I didn't particularly care. Well, her husband. Honey Boo Boo's married? No, um, I'm Honey sorry. Honey Boo Boo's daddy. Huh, no. No. It's her mama's husband. Mama's boyfriend or mama's husband? Well, they just got married, so it's oh, okay. Husband. Okay, okay. Um, and the tabloids recently said that he was caught cheating on. Mama? Um, what mama? Is, what's her name? Her name is Mama Jane. That's, that's what they call her, Mama Jane. His name is Sugar Bear. Oh, Lord. And Honey Boo Boo. So anyway, he he went out and he made a public statement. <clears throat> He's like, Sugar Bear, I did not cheat on Mama June. And Is that him? That's him. Jesus, what's she look like? <laughs> oh, wait. I, I've got a picture. Um, so anyway, to make it all <clears throat> a very long uninteresting story, but I just kind of laugh because I, I get an opportunity to pull up Who pictures. would cheat with him? Oh, well. I don't know. Did I say that out loud? Uh. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Sugar Bear standing up for himself in the breakup. Oh, they broke up. I did not know that. <laughs> Already? Already. Wow. Uh, insisting he had not been uh, online dating or cheating. Uh, see, as TMZ first reports, Mama June kicked Sugar Bear up to the curb after finding out that he had a profile on a dating site, plentyoffish.com. Plenty of fish. Oh, oh, or plentyoffish.com. Yes. (laughs) Depending on how you read it. Yes. Uh, let's see. This week in Georgia. Serge was asked about the online dating adventures and stood up for himself. He uh, He's tight-lipped on details, but admit that he is not a cheater. This is Mama June. OMG. That's the guy on the left is her husband? Yeah. How the fuck old is he? He looks like he's at least 60. He's older. Yeah. And she's what, 40 maybe? She's my age. There you go. Yeah. Um, well, how, okay, first of all, how do you cheat online? How do you have dating online? I don't know. Click, click, click. Hi, honey. Click, 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 click. How are you? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> what does she want him to do? Talk to her instead? How are you? Well, I mean, the funny thing is, is and I, I have, I admit, I, I, I was so, I think it falls under morbid curiosity, and I, I have, I've seen, I've seen one episode of, of the Honey Boo Boo show, 
she is a bla- brainless twit. I mean, other than being disgusting. That this- mama we're talking about? Yeah, yeah okay. And okay. I'm not saying it because she's heavy. I'm saying that she's just a... a they took off, or she. They showed her taking off her sock, and there was gnats on her feet when she took off her socks. Gnats. Gnats. You mean like little things Bugs, that fly yeah, in the air? Yeah. Gnats. Yeah. She took off her sock, uh, her sock, and they they were on her feet. But then, as soon as they were exposed, they flew off. It was, I mean, she's disgusting, nasty. Just yeah. Okay. How could you have gnats on under your sock that didn't die? Gnats are like very fragile. Yeah, but you they, sure they were gnats. I'm pretty sure. Not they fleas. Were. I don't think they were fleas. Oh my god! Um, and she was. Oh, that's disgusting. She's she was very uh, verbally abusive to this guy. I mean, somebody who lives in a cardboard box off uh-huh. the side of the road. Okay, I get that. And there, sadly, are millions, billions of people in the world who live that way. And I'm right. sorry about that. And I'm sorry you got gnats on your feet or whatever. But. She makes a hundred thousand dollars an episode, personally. So seriously, yeah. they pay her that kind of money. Yes, yeah, ridiculous money. So yeah, um, she up and left. She's still gonna milk her daughter, Honey Boo Boo, for what she's worth. And, and uh, what kind of people watch that show? I don't know. I really don't know. I, I what kind of advertisers do they have? They're on. Who are they on? TLC. They're on TLC. Which is, coincidentally, when I first started watching TLC, TLC stood for the Learning Channel. Yeah, 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 I know. Well, I watch some things that are on TLC. Isn't Hoarding on TLC? Yes. And I've watched that, and I've enjoyed the show, uh, oddly enough. It's one of my one well, of my secret <clears throat> vices to watch. Um, it makes me feel better about how sloppy my housekeeping is. How, how it came yeah. out is, you ever hear the show um, Toddlers and Tiaras? Yes, I've seen that. And I kind of enjoy that because, to me, it sort of shows how ridiculous, to the ridiculous lengths to which some of these people will go. Well, that's where Honey Boo Boo was discovered. She was starting to become a focus on... Isn't she a chubby little baby? She is. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, it was more of... People couldn't believe how ridiculous these people were, mm-hmm. and it, the attention was turning more on her. And it wasn't a good type of attention; it was no. negative. Yeah, it was like yeah. kind of like the hoarding thing. Yeah, it's it's, but it's it's like so they turned it's it into, disgusting, but you can't turn away. Right. Yeah. So they they started a show of uh, just her, Honey Boo Boo, and it's it's just like oh my god. Like I said, I've seen one episode, and it's. It was just nasty. I, I just wonder what sort of people... I mean, I, I hope the majority of the viewers are, are those who are going, that is so disgusting, but I can't turn away. Yeah. That's one thing. But to watch it and, and get something out of it positive? There's nothing positive. How could they do that? I mean... Because, like, her 16-year-old daughter's already had a kid, and... Uh, is she that one that... What did they call that one? Pregnant and, and pregnant no, no, teen no, no, or no, whatever no. the fuck that one no. what was that? Uh, Sixteen and pregnant. Yeah, yeah. No, that was MTV. Oh, but no, this, oh. she was she was a teenager. She got pregnant. She's had a baby. Um, well, honey, boo boo will too too one day soon probably. Oh yeah, I'm sure she will. Oh. And then she'll get divorced like 
everybody else. Okay, well, okay. Speaking so of anyway, divorce. She makes fortune yes. being obnoxiously disgusting. Okay. Um, speaking of divorces, it is final. Um, uh, let's pull this oh, up. I got a speaking of divorces one too, but go ahead. Okay. Uh, Chris and Bruce yes, Jenner. Yes, yes, that's the one. That's, yes. I was going to tell you. It is final. Um, and it's the I didn't know it was final already. I thought it, I just read that it was getting that it was going to happen. I didn't know she'd already done it. Um, and she said, Chris Jenner said that she was okay with it as long as it didn't cost her a lot of money. This is quoting. And <laughs> what she considers not a lot of money, mm-hmm. she has to give Bruce sixty million dollars. She has to pay him. Yes, I fucking love it. Yes. Oh, mg. Hey, he's smart. You know, he stuck it out as long, you know, let's face it, he's, he's been, he's kind of like the Joan Rivers of the male set, you know, he's been under the knife just a couple of times too many. Yes. He's starting to look a little bit, um, pulled back, <laughs> if you get my meaning. He, yeah, there, there's an online joke that mm-hmm. eventually he's going to go all the way and just have a sex change and become a woman, because oh, well. he looks very much like a woman. He might, he might. I don't know what did she call, what did she uh, put down as cause irreconcilable uh, differences. Let's see. That's usually what they Chris said. and Bruce Jenner divorce settlement are probably less than you think because multiple sources tell us the pot they divided was approximately sixty million dollars. Uh, let's see. We're told that dividing the assets was easy, almost. All of their earnings were put in a joint account, and that includes the TV uh, profits, Bruce's speaking engagements, and their ownership of various businesses. TMC broke, broke the story. Lawyers were not involved in the property settlement. It was all done with help of the business managers. Oh, very nice. That's, that's, yeah. yeah, amicable. Uh, let's see. Each filed legal documents in pro per meeting without lawyers the part of the settlement Chris Chris gets the Hidden Hills estate Bruce gets the gets to keep the Sherwood Country Club membership. Oh, I'm so glad I was so worried and <laughs> let's see there is no spousal there is no spousal support property gets divided and that's that well that's what it should be you can't make do on 30 mil and a place to live in, then you need to have well, your you know, head examined. Yeah, but you know what's going to happen now, right? No. He's going to get his own TV show. He's going to get his own reality TV show. What's it going to be called? <clears throat> Bruce Jenner. Alone. Single. Oh, I don't know. Who the... I was going to say uncut, but can, but, yeah, but if you say, look at his face, he's, he's been cut. You cannot say uncut. The dude is just peeled back. <laughs> and what's with that hair? Get some bangs, dude. I mean, man. That's actually an old picture. Let's major forehead see. issues there. There you go. The little bangy things. Those are kind of cute. But I don't like the middle picture too much. Is that him too? Yeah, that's all him. That's That's his face. You know the yeah. change in his face. Actually, it's go. It should go left to right, but it's going right yeah. to left. Yeah. yeah, he needs bangs. He's got way too more more forehead than he needs. 
Way too much. I wish I had that much forehead. So he's like, I'm free! I'm free from the Cardassians! Free at last. Well, but he won't get all the income from the various K-girls, uh, what do they call those? Um, Endorsements and stuff. Uh, what do they call Franchises. Franchises, okay. Yeah, he won't. Well, he may or may not. I don't know if he's included in those I don't or think not. he is. I mean, he's not... Is he their actual father or... No. This, so he won't get me that. Hmm. No. Um, oh, well. I mean, they can't keep this up forever. No. Hopefully. Well, stuff is going to start sagging. The only way they can keep it up forever is for their children to start growing up into the age of perky tits and... Well, that's what's happening with the... The 15-year-old yeah. sister. But, you know, and she can hold... Maybe hold it until whatever females they give birth to get to that point. And they may be able to stretch it out that long. I don't know. Um, tell me what you know about Steve O. Zero. <laughs> you're oh. lucky. Oh. Oh. You're, you're lucky. That was his name, too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything o. about Steve O. Now, people are going to get upset at me when I'm about to say it, but this is just my personal opinion. Um, Steve-O was one of the original members of the uh, Jackass series on MTV. They would do stunts to hurt themselves intentionally. Oh, yeah. Don't do this at home, and then yeah. they go ahead and do it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, though, pretty much Jackass is over. You know, there's... there's we, saw, we saw a movie, Jackass 2, though, that was kind of funny, actually. We sort of stumbled onto it. It's kind of old, though. Yeah, I know, but... Ernie was watching it, and I go, what the fuck are you watching? And so I sat down and watched it, and then it was actually kind of entertaining. Okay, so then you probably seen who, you probably, probably seen did Steve, and don't so. know it. Um, I can't remember anything about it, except that I was surprised we enjoyed it, which was odd. Uh, okay, one of the things that happened while we were away working on business and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> there was a big celebrity hacking of uh, pornographic pictures from cell phones. You didn't know about that? No. Yes. They didn't hack my phone. Um, well, I can, I can take pictures with my phone. Right. Actually. But no, what they did is... What do they take their, stick their phone down their pants and take a picture or no, something? No, well, they were taking provocative pictures. Oh, and, oh, and, oh. Um, they were saving them on the cloud. Ah, I know the cloud. I know the cloud is. somebody hacked the cloud, ah. found all these celebrity... Pictures. Uh, well, why were they saving them on the cloud for fuck's sakes? I don't know. And that's like saving them on YouTube and then getting pissed because somebody found them. And uh, so, okay, it went out to the public. Yeah. And you know, all these people, all these top celebrities, um, they got all upset. Yeah, they got upset. But anyway, Stevo, yeah. jumping back to the source. Yeah. He's like, well, that was just a one-time thing. They couldn't do it again. So, <clears throat> Steve-O feeling like he needed need, a need for um, the spotlight has gone out. Let me click on this thing. This is the stupidest shit. But he's gone out and he's taken pictures of himself. And he's challenged the people that has hacked the cloud to hack his cloud. In fact, the title of it is Steve-O Challenges Hackers <laughs> to Come Get My Dog. Oh, God. 
god. Oh, wait until I, I scroll oh down. Oh my god. Oh. Are we gonna see his... Oh, Jesus. That's Steve. That's it. And um, he said that there's pictures up on the cloud without the little black box. And he said he's challenging the hackers to come get those pictures and put them online. Why would anyone want to? Why would anyone? Why would anybody want to see his dick? I he's mean, please. He's just doing this because well, I know. But what makes him think anybody is going to want to look at his dick? Nobody. Do you? I'm... Do you have? Now you're a guy, right? Okay. Do you have the 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 feeling that if you put your picture up on the cloud in that condition, would it ever occur to you that anybody would really want to see that? No. I mean, what is the motive? What does he think the motive is? I don't... Well, I like mean, I said, he's trying to get uh, the spotlight on him. He hasn't had the spotlight on him in quite well, a long time. God, there must be a better way than that. Uh, so, let us... This comes from TMZ. It says, <laughs> Steve-O is putting his nuts on the line. Boldly challenging <laughs> the hackers behind the nude celebrity leak to oh, expose new photos of his junk. Steve-O tells us that he has lots of uncensored pics of himself showing off his junk. Trust us, some are more graphic than these. And he's storing them in the iCloud. He just tweeted a challenge to the hackers to come come get his stash, if they're that good. As we, as we were first told, a lot of male celebs are taking steps in protecting their photos because they're worried that hackers will start targeting dude nudes. That's what they call them now. <laughs> As usual, Steve-O and his Frank and Frankenbeans are going against the grain. <laughs> now, this one is actually... I, I seen this one and I laughed. That one was just funny. That is ridiculous. One thing I can say is I, I'm proud of the cloud. Uh-huh. Proud of the cloud for not exercising their right to censor the input. Right. Okay, I think that's cool. But what I don't un- I don't understand why Anybody, but particularly someone in in the public eye who's just there because they're an actress, let's say, a, right. gen- a genuine actress. What would motivate them to have pictures like that of themselves and then put them in the cloud? What? What's? I can see them having pictures like that of themselves. You know, maybe it's Honey likes to take pictures of right. me or whatever. <laughs> but why would they put them there where people could get at them? I really don't know. Um, in fact, is the, that supposed to be a storage thing that that somebody cannot hack into? It, yeah, is you, that what you're is? supposed to not be able to hack but, into but, it. But 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 don't they have other ways of storing? I have a camera. I have a digital camera. Right. Okay. And I can put my pictures on my computer without having to go online to do it right and keep them right there on my computer so why do they put their pictures out there online what's that about i really don't know i wish i did i don't understand that the the big one though was jennifer lawrence that was that was the big one uh like out of the celebs yeah uh 
And well, what do they expect if they put it into a hackable location? And and let's face it, anything online is hackable. Is yes, hackable. Absolutely. I mean, shit, even the stuff at home that you don't put out there online can conceivably be hackable. Yes. So why would they do that if they didn't hope to get hacked? I mean, I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying hard, but I don't get it. I don't get it either, to be honest with you. Speaking of hacks, though. Yes. Kanye West. <laughs> he was in the, the news. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, kids. Deliver me from Kanye West. Yeezus is a douchebag. Oh. And he well, we really, he really set forth his douchebaggery this week. What did he do now? Over the weekend, he was at a concert. And he's doing his rap, you know, his don't, 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 or whatever. I, I can't even, I can't even beat back, beatbox to his rap because, mm. uh, well, he, there's no rhyme. Really. You've heard his music. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he stops and he's like, I'm Jesus Christ. Everybody stand up. Stand up. So everybody stands up and he's like looking around. This now, was he, you said he went to a concert. He was at a concert. He was performing. He was doing the concert. Right. Okay, okay, okay. And Go ahead. In the middle of him doing his rap, he stops and he says... Does he call himself Jesus Christ or just Jesus? I've heard him say both. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, he's like, stand up. Stand up, everybody. So everybody stands up. He's looking around. He sees this one dude sitting. He's still sitting down. He's like, he's like, why are you sitting down? Why are you sitting down? You need to stand up. And the guy, like, lifts up a crutch. And he's like, I don't give a shit. Uh, we actually have video of this. Seriously. He just horribly... Well, okay, let me let me just read this. The guy missed a bit. He should have held up the crutch and said, heal me and I'll stand. Yeah, really? <laughs> oh, shit, I would have. Um, the article says, Kanye West tells wheelchair-bound concert goers, stand up or I'm not rapping. Oh, well, be done then. That's Mr. Yeezus himself. Wearing his, what the fuck is all over his face? He's wearing a mask. Remember, he wears a mask when he goes out. No, and, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, we talked about it. Did we? Mm-hmm. I Kanye West. Yes, I forgot. <laughs> it's something that, you know, it's it's not really... Not something I'd keep at the front right. of my brain. Kanye West uh, refused to per- continue performing Friday night in an Australian concert until someone in the, the crowd stood up with everyone else. Problem is, the person was in a wheelchair. Kanye was playing a gig at the Quantin's Credit Union Arena in Sydney when he stopped rapping mid-song, ordered the crowd, get to your feet before he'd continue. An eyewitness told Daily Mail Australia that Kanye said, I can't do this show until everybody stands up, unless you got a handicap pass and you got special parking and shit. One person in the crowd waved their prosthetic. Oh, it wasn't a prosthetic. It wasn't a crutch. It was a prosthetic leg. Huh. <laughs> waved it in the air. Kanye. Let's see. Yeah. And Kanye, and Kanye said they could sit. Well, that was big of him. Uh, let's see. Shortly after, Kanye spotted another person in the crowd sitting down and was once once again stopped the show, then sent one of his employees into the crowd to make sure the person was handicapped. Um, once the hired gun confirmed the disability, Kanye said, It's fine, and wrapped on. 
Uh, let's see. Where is that video? Is this the video? No, that's just the, the, the person holding up the prosthetic leg here. Oh, let me jump over here. I have a video. You know, stuff like that will continue until people stop buying his shit. I agree. And if they don't stop buying his shit, then why would anyone in a position of being handicapped handicapped ever go to another one of his concerts oh, after, I know. after that? I know. Okay, so here is the video of him telling people to stand up. I decided I can't do this song, I can't do the rest of the show until anybody stand up. Unless you guys and I'm gonna see if you ain't standing up. Believe me, never did that. Is he in a wheelchair? I'll tell you, we got a right there. Y'all got a right there. Y'all got a With Pascal, there's two people left that don't want to stand up. This is the longest I've had to wait to do the song. It's unbelievable. And he in the wheelchair there? Only he's in the wheelchair. I'm sorry. Okay. You know, the sad thing about that is that a lot of those people were laughing and cheering at what I consider to be the inappropriate times. They were not laughing and cheering people who were handicapped. They no. were booing them. Yes. Because they weren't standing. They Because this asshole has said, you have to stand or I won't continue. I, as far as I'm concerned, if I was in that audience, my ass would be concrete in that chair. There's no way in hell. I would have stood. And, and he could just not continue the concert. Everybody could boo me. I wouldn't care. That's the most inappropriate kind of behavior I've ever heard of in public. And he's... How do I say this? He brought unnecessarily... Get me all. That's aggravating. Okay, you know what? Fine, you think you're Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. You're just you're you're untalented. The only reason you're famous is because you put your your dick into Kim Kardashian. That is it. That yeah. that is it. Yeah. You are an ignorant bastard. You have no mm-hmm. talent, and that video just shows that how ignorant you are because you went and you brought unnecessarily attention to these poor handicapped individuals. Now, it's who bad paid, enough... Who paid good money yes. to go and hear a concert of his, which is insane in the first place. And it's bad enough that they have to live with these conditions for the rest of their lives, but now they're being humiliated by the person that they come and go see. And all the people around them in the audience who are booing them. And he's just a fucking douchebag. There's no way to slice it. He is... Well... A, he is. He's a bully. If, if, if he... Yeah, if if you know if he were in the same 
situation himself. You know, he's inciting all of these people. How many thousands of people were in that concert? Right. He's inciting all of them to to behave inappropriately, totally inappropriately, against individuals who are are. Uh, I don't like to necessarily use the word handicapped, but unable to stand, okay, for whatever their physical limitations were, to encourage the sort of anti-behavior, anti-responses of the audience against these people is just unconscionable. It gets better. It can't. Today, today... Kanye issues a release and says, I am not apologizing for what happened with the wheelchair fan. I'm the victim. What does he think he's, how does he feel he's been victimized? I would love to know. It says, Kanye West says he's not apologizing for refusing to perform until a wheelchair bound concert goer stood up this weekend during the concert because the rapper believes he was the victim. Yeezus attempted to explain himself during one of his signature rants Sunday night at the Brisbane, Brisbane, Australia. But instead, he he started attacking Matt Lauer. Uh, Kanye says people need to lay off him because he's a married Christian man. And it well, says, it doesn't say why he was considered himself victimized. Well, it says watch the video. It's pretty r- ridiculous. So let's go ahead and watch the video. I have not seen this. Okay. Um, just as we were talking about it, it popped up in my little corner that this okay. just came online. Okay. So let's see. What I, what I, what I want you to do is uh, I want you to just like run the, run the video that he was talking about where I so-called with somebody and everything. I want you to run that. Since this is such big media press and news media, obviously, you know, they try to you know, demonize people. Um, you know, it's like, welcome to today's news, ladies and gentlemen. You know, we got uh, Americans getting killed on TV. We have kids getting killed every weekend in Chicago. We have unarmed people being killed by police officers. And we You know, it just, it, it makes you want to just reflect on what are the things that, uh, you know, are a little bit more sensationalized than others. So, you know, I want to take this platform. You know, if I didn't have this last concert, maybe I would have tweeted some, maybe I would have put out a statement with the publishers, but I can talk directly to you, you know, my... I'm actually going to cut it right there because I don't understand. I'm hearing the he's words. He's not saying anything. I was going to say, I'm hearing the words coming out of his mouth. Yeah, but he isn't saying but anything. But he isn't making, yeah, he's not saying nothing. He so, isn't saying anything. He hasn't said anything about why he thinks he's a victim, how he felt victimized by the fact that these people wouldn't stand. But you he, know, he's uh, a uh, uh, Him as an individual, I can tolerate. But what bothers me is the attention and the, the, how easily swayed the members of his audience appear to be by his... Yammering? Ranting. Yeah, by his ranting. I mean, they yell. It's like, (laughs) 
like uh, watched this movie one time about uh, <clears throat> Republican uh, convention, uh-huh. political convention, and the guy said, uh, the speaker said something and they cheered, and, and he said to his uh, associate, you know, he says, I don't know quite what to say, and the guy said, doesn't matter, you can say anything and they'll and they'll cheer for you. Oh, I know what it was. It's actually the movie called The Farmer's Daughter. And she's in the audience at this political convention. And, and the, the speaker was saying something and the audience cheered. And he said something else in the audience cheered. And she said to the guy with her, what, what is he saying? And he says, it doesn't matter. He says, you can say anything and the people will cheer. And she scoffed at him and he said, watch this. And he said something inane. I forget what. You know, down with milk and up with chocolate or some inane sentence. But he spoke it loudly so the the audience could hear it. And the audience just roared, yay! You know, that's kind of what he's doing. He's saying a freaking thing, but he's inciting his listeners who are there in the room with him in what appears to be a, a, a group agreement of some sort or other. They don't know what they're agreeing to. They don't know what they're agreeing to. He doesn't even know what they're agreeing to. But the fact that he can say something and then cheer has apparently gone to his head in the worst possible way. Jeez, that's that's amazing. That's appalling. Speaking of heads in worst possible way. Do I not segue well or what? Uh, tonight we're closing up the segment or this the show. Okay. With something that I handpicked for Sadie. Oh dear. Okay. <laughs> this is how we're going to close up shop, kids. Just for this week. Ah. <sighs> Ten most popular <laughs> celebs who dated Taylor, Taylor Swift. Oh my God. And the neat thing is down here, kids, is that it actually even tells you she wrote a little song about it. Of course. So number 10 is Connor Kennedy. Is he one of the the Kennedys? Kennedys, Yes. And it says, Taylor wrote a song, Begin Again, after her brief relationship with Connor, which lasted from around July 2012 to October 2012. I thought you were going to say from about 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. <laughs> In her case, that would be pretty well true. But... Yeah. Hmm. Number nine. Uh, let's see. Who the fuck is that? Yeah, I don't know. Gary Headland. Head. Headland. Headland. It looks. Uh, like. Let's see. It says Taylor went on a date with. With the star of the country, the come on, I'm having a hard time reading this, folks. Let me see if I can blow this up a little bit. It says Taylor went on a date with star of the film Country Strong in April 2011, but little more transpired after that. Went on a date with him. Okay. Oh, that's what this is. They dated. Yes. Okay, okay. This one is Lucas Till. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Taylor began a relationship with Lucas after co-starring with him in 2009 film, You Belong With Me. 
Never heard of that one. Did you? Now this one. Did you ever hear that film? No. You you belong with me. But uh, this one kind of surprised me. Oh no! I knew all about that. I saw that in in one of those mags I was reading at the beauty shop one time. Yeah, I knew she was doing him. Yeah. Really? Well, hey, wouldn't you if you had? Isn't there? (laughs) I mean, Jake's cool. I like him. I mean, I don't know him personally, but I'd do him. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Taylor's relationship with Jake inspired her to write the lyrics of the song The Last Time. They dated from October October 2010 to January 2011. Oh, that's a long time for her. Wow. October to January? Yeah. Yeah, that's a long time. Let's see. Let's find uh, out. Okay, I knew him, too. I knew she'd done... Him. Uh, John Mayer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, dated the rocker from December 2009 to February 2010. Mm-hmm. She was 19, he was 31. Mm-hmm. Hey, get it while you can. Let's see. Corey. That name sounds familiar, but I don't recognize him. Monteith? Monteith. Monteith. Uh, let's see. Taylor was rumored to be dating the former Glee star. Oh, he was. He Glee, was that's Glee. why. Yeah. Okay. In 2010. Okay. Oh, I know who that Joe is. Jonah. That's a Jonas brother. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, in one of the first highly publicized relationships, Taylor dated the Jonah Jonah's brother. Ow, dog, dog, dog cat, bit the finger. <laughs> oh. She's like, stop now! No more! <laughs> In mid-2008. Okay. Zach Efron. I know who he is. I know who he is. Uh, see, the two were seen together frequently while they were working on two, on the 2011 film The Lorax. While most of the relationship was based on rumors, Zach famously put his arms around Taylor and I could care less as we want. Does that constitute dating? I guess. Number two. Number two. Oh, I know who Taylor he is. Taylor Lautner. Vampire. Vampire. Yes. Okay. Um, they, See, I'm not altogether dumb. <laughs> the two were together are. during latter half of 2009 after the breakup. Mm-hmm. Swift wrote the lyrics to her song Back to December. Oh, another notable song. Number one is Harry Styles. What is he number one? How is that number one? What do you mean? It says most, most recent or most. How are we numbering them? Um, I believe most from Reci- uh, most yeah. recent. Oh, okay. Uh, t- let's see. Taylor briefly dated One Direction star from December 2012 to January. 2013. The relationship inspired her to write the lyrics for the 2012 song, Terrible. No, Trouble. Oh. Trouble. Mm, that was it, huh? That was it. That was because, mm. you know, we haven't had any of your, your favorite. And anybody that listens to what we think knows that Taylor Swift is your favorite Oh, performer. totally. Yeah, my totally favorite. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Well, you know who I was disappointed was associated closely with her? Who? And this was not 
on a personal but a professional basis is, um, let me see if I can remember his name, Ed Sheeran. I don't know who that is. Google it. You'll be, you'll be shocked. Just type in Ed S H E R. That'd probably be all you need. No. A N, I think. Try that. Okay. Maybe two R's, but that should get it. And then hit search. There. Two E's. Okay. Him. He is one of the hottest things in music right now. He's extremely talented. Uh, I, I got exposed to him through The Voice. Okay. And as you know, I'm a fan of The Voice. And he was a um, co-coach with, uh, I think, Adam... What the fuck is his name? The guy from Maroon 5. I don't watch it. Oh, man. Maroon 5. The, the group Maroon 5. Oh, I'm familiar with the group Okay, Maroon what's 5. the lead singer's name? Adam Levine. Adam Levine. Jesus, I have a terrible time with his name. Okay, he was a co-coach of some of the singers on The Voice Okay. with Adam Levine. Okay. Okay, and demonstrated his songwriting talents. I'm not crazy about his performing skills, but he, you know, he has an audience. He's he's well liked, well respected in the in the industry, and he's professionally associated closely with Taylor Swift. I did not know that. Loves her, thinks she's great. I was shocked because, frankly, I don't agree. <laughs> but that's just me. Okay. So anyway, thanks for bringing me up to date on her latest love lives. Not a problem. All right, kids, come back next week, and we're going to do this all over again with more celebrity gossip, news, headline, email, and era, and the yeah. semi-famous fucker who died Who croaked. Week. Right. All right, for this week, I am David K.B. Montoya. And I am S. Sadie Burbank. And you heard what we think, and now you know. Mm-hmm. Good night. Good night. Night, night. <laughs> Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think. <laughs> David K. Montoya, S.A. Burbank Podcast. Or S.A. Burbank, David K. Montoya Podcast. <laughs> the game plan, yeah. The, uh, the show. Let's go make it up. Let's actually make some. And see, I came up with more. Google it. Not what we know, because we don't know shit.